Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is the final episode in the Designing a Strategic Website series. So we have gone through a lot of different pages of your website, including designing a strategic navigation, homepage, about page, portfolio, sales page, and now we are on the contact page. This seems like it is one of the most overlooked pages of your website for a lot of people. Generally, people just throw up a form, they might add some social media icons, and that's about it because they think that's all they need. But I have found with my clients, the contact page is one of the most important pages of the website. And I know that I've probably said that on every episode, but hear me out here. This page for most service-based entrepreneurs is the goal. This is what they want people to do, is to get in contact with them. And if this is the goal of your website, if you want people to get in contact with you, to hire you for your services, or get on some kind of call, that means this page is really important. Because if they have come all the way to your contact page through your website, it means that they are ready to take action. And we don't want them to fall off when they land here. So. Why is it that this is such a hard page to design? I think it's because we have seen really bad examples of contact pages and we think that it's not important. So we leave it to the last minute. We just throw something out there. And a lot of us use a contact form, which I am an advocate for, but you have to be very careful about how you use it. So let's start off by talking about that contact form. If you have one on your website or if you've thought about it, I think it's a good idea. I wanna say that up front, but there are lots of people who aren't going to fill out that form because they are interested in something else like a partnership or a collaboration and not in the service that you're providing or they just don't like filling out forms, they don't like that it goes off into some void and they'd rather get in touch with you a different way. So what you want to do is use the form on your contact page to collect the information that you need from most people. A lot of times I have clients, especially those in the wedding industry who like to use their form to ask about budgets and number of guests and locations and who else have been hired and you need all of that information, but you don't need it the first time somebody gets in touch with you. What I suggest is having a pretty generic form that asks for a name, an email address, some kind of a subject, and a message, maybe how they heard about you. And then what you can do is have them go to some sort of an autoresponder or send it yourself where they are directed to the right place. Mine is set up through Dubsado, which we've talked about before, and what people do when they land on my website is they fill out the generic form and then based on the responses that they give me, Dubsado automatically sends them an email that gives them more information about what the next steps might be or when they expect to hear from me. 
So if you go to the contact page of my website, you'll see a form that just asks people to fill it out so that I can serve them better and select one of the options where, of what they're interested in. So it asks for their first name, last name, and email. You usually need those from people in order to get in touch with them. And then I have a drop-down that asks, what are you interested in? So they can um, select learn more about my services, interested in being a guest on the podcast, interested in having me speak, interested in interviewing me for their own podcast, interested in collaborating on an upcoming project, or something else. This gives them a really good idea of the things that they can contact me about. And when they select one of those things, they can still have um, something where they can tell me a little bit about what they want or something I should sh they want to share with me. And all of that information goes into my Debsado. And based on the thing that they're interested in, it sends them an auto responder. So for most things, it basically says, Thanks so much for getting in touch with me. I'll be back with you within 48 hours. There are a couple that I specifically have a separate email set up. So if somebody fills out my contact form because they're interested in being a guest on my podcast, they will receive an email that sends them a link to fill out the podcast guest application. That way I don't have to touch it until they've done what it is that I want them to do as far as getting in touch with me. If they're interested in working with me, I will send them an email that says, thanks so much, I'll get back to you within 48 hours. While you wait, here's a PDF with more information about my services or what I offer. That's a great way to use your form to get just enough information to get them to the next step without having somebody fill out something that they might not know. So that is the first thing. When you are creating a form for your website, consider what it is that you really need to know from somebody before you put that on your website and ask them. The next thing is make sure that you have your professional email address on your contact page. There are still going to be people that do not want to get in touch with you through a form, whether they just don't wanna fill it out, none of the options seem relevant, whatever it is, they're going to want to email you instead. And I really, really encourage people to put their email address directly on the contact page so that those people can send them an email. A lot of times the emails that I get through that are about collaborations, that someone is interested in doing something more with me, getting to know me, having a coffee chat, something like that. So there are opportunities that I don't want to miss, but for some reason, you know, they didn't go through the contact form and that's fine. If they can send me an email, then I can read it, I can respond to it, and that way we still create that connection. I also encourage you to include your office hours or some kind of an expected response time. So my website says that my office hours are Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. I work on my business full-time, so that's usually when I'm sitting at my desk or at least when I'm checking my emails. If you are not full-time or you have different hours or you don't want people to expect to hear back from you within those um, specific times, what you can t do is tell them, I'll get back to you within 48 hours or 72 hours or a week. Just give them something that lets them know that you've gotten their request. You know that they are trying to get in touch with you and this is what they should expect as far as hearing back from you. 
It is so frustrating for people, and for me especially, when I fill out a form on somebody's website or I send them an email and I don't hear back from them at all, especially if it's for a business. What could prevent that is them just sending me an email saying, you know, we're really busy right now. We probably won't get back to you for another week. But then it gives me a timeline of when I should be looking for that email instead of sitting there waiting and refreshing to see if they get back to me. What you don't want to do is never get back to somebody after you've told them that you would because that is going to turn people off. This is especially true if they are asking about something to do with a service that you offer or a product that they purchased. If it's a spam email, you don't need to respond. But I recently had an experience where I asked our home warranty company a question about something that we had done for our payment and I filled out the contact form on their website because that was the only way I could figure out how to get in touch with them. I didn't get an autoresponder about when I would hear back from them. I didn't get a message about anything and I still haven't heard back and it's been weeks and I don't know what to expect from them. So I've kind of given up. So make sure that you're just giving people those expectations. It's an easy way to help serve people better by letting them know what's up with you. And if you are taking some time off for vacation or maternity leave or whatever it is, make sure that you just have an away message or an autoresponder that says that. When people are reaching out to you because they've come through your website and they're interested in what you do, they understand that you are the heart of your business and sometimes things are going to take precedence over working on that. Just keep them informed with the information that you want to share with them so that they have those expectations in place. When I'm talking about these autoresponders, you can do this a couple of different ways. So I actually have this set up twice. Once when they submit the form, they get a pop-up box that just says, I'll get back to you within this amount of time. Check your email for more information. And like I said, in Dubsado, it sends them an email with that same information and then I will follow up. This is really simple to do and set up, especially in Squarespace. Their form blocks automatically have that post-submit message and all you have to do is personalize it with some information so that when people see it, they know, first of all, that their form went through correctly, which is really important, and that they will hear back from you within a certain time. When you're looking at the design of your contact page, this is where I think we all fall flat. Make sure that it's still fun and on brand. Include some fun graphics or a banner image. Keep it simple to encourage action so you don't want to have everything on this page. Have a form, have those office hours, have your email address, maybe some links to social media, but that's about all you need. And if you get a lot of emails asking the same question, you can also include a link to your frequently asked questions page. Just add this to your bottom of your contact page or before the form that says something like, if you have questions, make sure you check out this page first to see if it's already answered. And if not, then feel free to submit your form. You might still get some forms or emails with that question, but it should reduce the number of them. Use a call to action that makes sense, like submit or send, so that people know, okay, I am sending this form or I am sending this email to somebody. And make sure that the copy and the images fit your brand. You don't want this page to be generic after everything else has been branded. 
If possible, you can change your form based on the type of inquiry or have them select an inquiry type option to make things easier for you. That's what I had talked about in Dubsado right now. All you can do is have a drop down menu with the inquiry type, but they are working on forms that would change based on their option that they select. And that's a really cool idea if you guys are using something that allows you to do that on your website. And then focus on being helpful. Give them the information that they need and that they're expecting to hear from you when they submit a contact form or when they send you an email so that you are establishing that relationship early. You want to really serve people even through your website and a contact page is a great way to do that. As always, I've had three action steps for you guys today. Number one is to include your email address on your contact page. Number two is to list your office hours or when people can expect to hear from you. And number three is to update the post submit response to fit your brand and what people should expect as far as hearing back from you. These are three really simple changes that can help improve your contact page and get people excited to work with you or collaborate with you or whatever it is that they wanted to talk to you about. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.